What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you're watching or listening in from. And we got a big day today. The Vampire Squid, Goldman Sachs, or as I thought it was called in college, I literally thought it was called Goldman Sachs, and my mom made fun of me, uh, rightfully so. <laughs> but Goldman Sachs came out with a conference call today to their clients advising them against Bitcoin, essentially. So... A lot to dive into. What's up, Colton? What's going on, man? What's up, Rob? Good to be back, man. We've been we were out of pocket there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been been about what two three weeks now since we've yeah, been on the on the show. And, and apologies for the delay. We'll get into some of that uh, later in the show, just about where we've been in general. But yeah, there's there's a lot to dive into and a lot to unpack with this Goldman the conference uh conference call that they had and and honestly a lot of it is is pretty pretty underwhelming so we'll dive into it right now uh bring it up on the screen and so if you aren't familiar goldman socks as as college rob would say uh is is obviously a you know really huge large trusted name in the in a or trusted or maybe untrusted name in the financial world but they had this, uh, their consumer and investment management division had this conference call for their clients. And this was circulating on Twitter uh, about a week or so ago. And a lot of people, maybe myself included, uh, thought, hey, you know, maybe Goldman had, had done some interesting research and they were going to talk about Bitcoin as, as maybe a good uh, potential investment similar to what Paul Tudor Jones has come out and done. And, and it was really the exact opposite. We had Goldman come out and basically shit on Bitcoin and, and gold to a lesser extent, but basically shit on Bitcoin uh, with some really unoriginal arguments per se, I, I, I would think. So a couple things that they came out and said, and this is directly on the screen, you'll listen on the podcast. They said cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, are not an asset class. They do not generate cash flow like bonds. No shit, they're not bonds. You do not generate any earnings through exposure to global economic growth. Yes. Uh, they do not provide diversification benefits given their unstable correlations. I think a lot of people might hotly argue that. Um, and they do not show evidence of hedging against inflation, which is one of the big things that, that Bitcoin proponents like to say is, hey, this is your hedge. This is your schmuck insur uh, insurance, as Chamath would say quite often. And they'll go into even more depth by saying, Cryptocurrencies, uh, what do we got here? So cryptocurrencies can be a conduit for illicit activity. They talk about Ponzi schemes, ransomware, money laundering, dark net markets. Uh, they go on to to compare Bitcoin to the uh, to, to Tulip Mania, which is very much a 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016 type argument in general. And really, this was obviously not a positive thing to, to see in regards to Bitcoin. But Colton, I'll take it back to you now. Um, what what were your initial thoughts on this, as as somebody who you know just kind of went through the news, digested a little bit? What do you, what are you thinking about this Goldman stuff? Well, clearly they're just trying to create fud so they can fill up their bags, right? <laughs> as as the as the crypto Twitter <laughs> yeah. mafia might might lead you to right. believe. It's an elaborate plot, right? Yeah, and they actually, I loved in the um, the. <clears throat> the presentation where they threw a nice little jab, you know, throwing in the March 12th, 2020 black Thursday there, they said, um, you know, on March 12th, 2020, the price of Bitcoin fell 37% in one day. Nice little, little twist in there. 
Um, but overall, I mean, like you said, it was pretty underwhelming. Um, I think they, they were, it, it seemed like they recycled the slide deck from like 2017, you know, and not, not much had changed in their outlook since then. Um, mm-hmm. But it seemed a little bit lazy to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised. Like, number one, I, I was kind of thinking, or, or maybe maybe just the selfish part of me, who is a, a big bag holder in general, the selfish part of me was thinking, hey, you know, maybe they're going to come out and say something similar to, to Paul Tudor Jones, and all of a sudden everybody's going to be, you know, the institutions are coming, the institutions are here. Uh, and it was obviously the exact opposite of that. Uh, but also, like, if, you know, you have these, these large, vaunted institutions um, that have been around for 100 plus years that are the most well-respected names on Wall Street, I would expect the quality of of dismissal to be higher. Like comparing Bitcoin to Tulip Mania in 2020, like Bitcoin has now been around for 10 plus years. I, I, I think it's safe to say Bitcoin is not tulips at this point in time. Like that's that's some some like grade A bullshit. Um, so I, I think that's 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 like one thing in general, you know, going to the the dark to the illicit markets like there are there are so many different things that you can look at in this and so many rebuttals that you can have. And I'm sure people are going to throw this stuff out ad nauseum like you are going to see people are already talking about like, you know, writing up think pieces, writing up rebuttals, doing all this type of stuff. Um, so you're going to see a ton of that in the coming days for sure. But overall, I was I was unimpressed with the uh in just overall, like, I guess, intellectual sophistication of, yeah. of what they put forward for, for right. a bunch of MBAs and, and Harvard grads, I would, I would think that it would have been higher quality FUD. If, if you're going to, you're going to say it's not worth the investment fine, but throw better FUD at it, please. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's not like there's, there's tons of companies out there in crypto and, you know, outside of the space that provide a ton of really good research. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It seemed like they just threw something together. Um, but, you know, I, I think as far as like, it, it would have been weird, I think, if they they came out and were just like super bullish all of a sudden too. Um, so I don't know, the contrarian in me, I put out a couple tweets this morning. The contrarian in me was like kind of okay with this, you know, and like them being openly bearish. Um, maybe they're keeping their cards close to their chest. Maybe they're um, actually you know, considering Bitcoin, maybe they just, I heard uh, a couple people, um, or I saw a couple of tweets today, like they don't really have a way for people to purchase um, Bitcoin, like through their services, really. So why would they be super bullish on it when they can't really capitalize on that? That yeah. was one thing I thought might be interesting. Um, but these old school thinkers, like, it's going to take a long time for them to go down this rabbit hole. I mean, think about when you first got into crypto, got into Bitcoin, like how long it took for you to actually understand all this stuff. I mean, it, it, it's taken me years and I still don't understand everything, like to really go down this rabbit hole and understand, you know, what's behind this technology and the implications of it, not just financially, monetarily, economically, socially, all that good stuff. So yeah. it's going to take them a longer time. I mean, if, if ever, and it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing too, when people like ask Warren Buffett and, and I actually feel in the flip side, like I feel bad for somebody like Warren Buffett who is number one, like a bajillion years old, but get gets asked at like every public appearance, like, what do you think about Bitcoin? And he's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, that is somebody that has been trained in the traditional investing world with, you know, PDE ratios and metrics that you can actually 
find value investments on. How do you do that with Bitcoin? There is no way to do that. And you know, you could even see it in the in the Goldman research. Like they're talking about the lack of cash flow. Obviously, Bitcoin does not have cash flow. It doesn't pay a dividend. It is not a bond. Um, you know, there are so many things that are different than it. And to try to, you know, to to try to force Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies into that type of scenario, it makes it difficult. Um, there are some kind of interesting things, though, overall, because when you think about some of the companies that are like crossing that chasm between just like Bitcoin and Wall Street or cryptocurrency and Wall Street are, are building some of the similarities, you know, whether it is like the proof of stake world, which is maybe more cash flow oriented or whether it is, you know, some of the companies out there like the block, uh, block fives or the unchained capitals or the Celsius's of the world that allow you to earn uh, you know, interest on your Bitcoin or on your crypto assets, those maybe start to help over time kind of cross that chasm between like, all right, this is weird niche tech world. And hey, maybe this makes sense for the, you know, for the people on Wall Street. But at the same point in time, we were kind of talking beforehand, like, does this ever really need to make like maybe they're just yeah. it's they're never going to they're never going to get it. And it's not really going to matter because, quote unquote, we don't need them. Right. That's a that's a really good point and a really interesting question that I think a lot of people toss out there a lot, especially when, you know, Goldman comes out with this presentation. It's like, do we really need the fin traditional finance crowd to accept this for it to uh, be successful? Um, right. So, I, I mean, because you've got kind of two camps within the industry, you've got the hardcore you know, crypto and Bitcoiners uh, enthusiasts that, that are saying, no, screw them. We'll build our own system. We don't need the traditional finance. We don't need bankers, you know. Um, and then you have other folks um, where, you know, I guess I find myself kind of leaning in this direction where why don't we, why don't we build a, a parallel system, right? And then that integrates um, with the traditional finance, financial market, the traditional system, like the block fives of the world where you can, um, you know, put your assets up and, and, you know, get a return on them and things like that, kind of um, bridge the gap a bit, right? So, I think there's a world in which both of these industries are obviously successful, um, but some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was fun overall to to see the the quick flip in sentiment, uh, myself included. Like, I mean, I wasn't pounding the drum that Goldman was going to say fantastic things, but I thought, hey, mm -hmm. that was that was a possibility. And Same. as soon as I think Barry Silbert uh, from DCG. Good old Barry was the first person or like the first person to tweet like, Hey, just saw the slides and oh shit, this isn't, this isn't good. Um, and, and just saying, Hey, you know, they don't get it. Uh, so, I mean, you also have to look at the vested interest of everybody. There's, there's, if you are Barry Silbert or the Winklevoss twins who were tweeting about it, like obviously they have a huge vested interest in Bitcoin succeeding, uh, in the cryptocurrency asset class as a whole succeeding. Maybe Goldman right now, they just don't have a vested interest. They don't give a shit. But if enough of their clients maybe care at some point in time or another large institution moves into the space um, and they get left behind and they have to play the follower. But we'll, we'll see exactly how that pans out with Goldman in the long run. Could be a shrewd move, not investing it to their clients. I don't personally think so. But hey, you know what? That's that's the path they've taken. So that's that's what they're going to roll with. Right. But on the on the side of shrewd moves, this is going to be my first shill in a while. And, uh, <laughs> we are, and, and, and folks don't kill me, but I am going to, I'm going to shill a one because Hey, why not? Um, and, and I'll, I'll caveat, I'll caveat it with a few different things. So number one, um, I think 
the vast majority and basically every single person on the planet is better off just dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. Um, I think that is the best strategy basically every single time. But when it comes to cryptocurrency, you know, I have my, I have my 401k, I have my IRA, I'm a normal human being there. But when it comes to crypto, sometimes I like to degen, you know, have a little bit of a degen gamble and find, you know, maybe a lower cap altcoin that can, can potentially do well, can potentially not do well. Uh, and so I have, uh, I have a few friends that kind of sent me some reports about this one and, uh, I have built my like third biggest bag besides Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it's something that I feel like if it works, it's going to be awesome. If it doesn't, it's going to go to zero, which is, I mean, should be basically <laughs> everything. Yeah. But so, uh, I have, uh, been like diving pretty deep into, if anybody's heard of it. Thorchain and the, the 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 token is Rune, and why I'm interested in it is because I think it is pulling some pr like proven needs in the crypto world and proven use cases, and I think that's and it also blends like to me what seems like pretty decent token economics, and you can actually value the kind of the actual token itself based upon the utilization of the platform. So when I look at at Thorchain, what what the hell is it? So it's basically cross-chain Uniswap or uh, kind of shapeshift with liquidity pools. Basically, Thorchain allows somebody to swap Bitcoin to Ethereum or potentially in the future, Bitcoin to Monero or Ethereum to a, a Binance chain token. And why that is is interesting in my mind is because right now there is still not a good way to do that. Uh, and there is not a kind of quote-unquote decentralized or wallet-to-wallet -wallet way to do that. You have to log into an exchange in either KYC or hope that you kind of stay under a withdrawal limit uh, and all that stuff. With, with ThorChain, if it does go live and if it does actually work, it is going to fulfill a massive use case, and that is what Shapeshift was in 2017, where you used to be able to just go to shapeshift.com, send your Bitcoin to an address and get Monero back or get Ethereum back, and now... What they're building is is basically shapeshift, but instead of having the company in the middle of it, you have these pool, you have these uh, liquidity pools that are very similar to what Uniswap has done a tremendous job of popularizing to the tune of about forty to fifty million dollars of liquidity within Uniswap. So I built because of that, I built a pretty sizable bag of of Rune in general, and I feel like if this thing works, it's going to be awesome. There's a very good chance technically it doesn't work, but right now it is the altcoin bag that I am just like most excited about seeing potentially play out because it fulfills a use case that actually has proven demand with Shapeshift before. And it also has these liquidity pools, these kind of the, this constant liquidity provider, automated market maker type thing that I think has proven to be really successful in the crypto world off the bat. That was a beautiful show. Beautiful. Uh, Lovely. You, you know you love it. You know you love it. Uh. <laughs> no, I think it's it's definitely a really interesting project. I mean, like you said, if it works, I mean, it's gonna change it's gonna change the game in a big way. Like you said, the like the old shapeshift days. Uh, I guess my my one question too is kind of, you know, for those that aren't as familiar with Uniswap, um, like how what's the main differentiator between Uniswap and, and Rune if it's if, and Thorchain? Um and if this takes off, how will it yeah. really shake things up there? 
Yeah, so so Uniswap is 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 I mean Uniswap's awesome in general, but Uniswap is is primarily Ethereum based, or it it, it is Ethereum based. So right now it's Ethereum to ERC twenty tokens or ERC to ERC twenty tokens with I think uh, V two that just came out. Uh, but the problem with that is that if you want to trade Bitcoin, you have to trade WBTC or some type of of other like Bitcoin derivative or, or wrapped Bitcoin token, and that's it's it's not bad typically the price is is pretty close to par for the most part um and it's it's not really like a a bad experience in general but it's not real bitcoin and if you you know if if you wanted to go from bitcoin to ethereum you just like couldn't do that on uniswap right now you'd have to go ethereum to to erc or excuse me ethereum to wbtc which is that erc20 token you can't actually mint that you have to go through Bitco or through one of these other places in general to do so. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's, I mean, that's one of the main differences. Uh, there's there's a few like subtle differences as far as actually being a liquidity provider. But the the interesting thing about kind of both, or both like ThorChain and anybody that that is doing these automated market makers or continuous liquidity provider type things is it allows people to to earn kind of going back to that initial thing with like Goldman, uh, it now it allows people to earn yield based upon their um, like assets that are are not actually doing anything. So for for example, if you own Bitcoin uh, or in the case of Ethereum, like if you own uh, Ethereum and it's not doing anything for you right now, you could deposit that into a Uniswap liquidity pool and you can earn trading fees based upon that. Same thing with Thorchain, but if you have let's say Bitcoin you can deposit that into a ThorChain liquidity pool and earn uh, fees based upon that as well. So there's, it's interesting from the incentive standpoint because you have traders that are able to, to trade two assets that they might not be able to trade otherwise in a quote-unquote like distributed, I don't want to say decentralized way, but like a distri- distributed way. And then if you have assets that are just sitting there, you can also do, uh, you can also pool them and earn trading fees. So that is, uh, to me, it's definitely an interesting kind of uh, way to approach things. Yeah, definitely. It should be interesting. I think they're coming out. What they're releasing uh, with their chaos. It's Chaos Net coming up um, yeah. in June. Yeah. So there's there's uh, there's like a test net coming up in Testnet. in June, and um, then I guess it's Chaos Net after that. It's still oh, still right. a few months months away, and I think these months are going to be make or break. And I will caveat all this and say this stuff can absolutely fall flat in its face and and fail fantastically and my shill i have not been paid this is not a financial advice this is not this is not a paid shill whatsoever this is just me (laughs) kind of being excited about a project but also having a a vested bag of it so take take that with a grain of salt um but seems like a really for me it's it's pretty interesting and i know i have a couple other buddies in the crypto world that are have have been pretty ahead of the game on some some projects in the past year and a half. Um, so excited to see if this one actually works out or not. Um, I'll, I'll I'll post a link. There's uh, somebody else did like a really good like 15 minute walkthrough for dummies if you're actually interested in it. But I will end my sh- my shill of Thorchain slash Rune now, and we'll get onto actual real news again. Um, and that is a uh, pretty major M and A in the crypto world, which is great Thanks. to see. Um, Close to $100 million, apparently, between $70 and $100 million. But Tagomi, which is a cryptocurrency prime brokerage and also a client of Proof of Talent, um, was acquired by Coinbase. So the main takeaway from this right off the bat is if you want to have your company acquired 
about a hundred million dollars. Uh, say hi to us, approved talent. I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we really, really, I wish we could have done a lot more for them. Uh, but yeah, fantastic yeah. company overall. <laughs> but, uh, I've, I've known the, the, one of the co-founders there, Mark for, for about a year now and have known or have gotten a chance to work with a bunch of people on the Takomi team. And they were, they were awesome from the get go, but they have a fantastic product. And it's interesting now to see this world of like the crypto institutional space per se, starting to mature and you're starting to see, you know, really, really high quality products and high quality teams develop and, and have the opportunity to either scale that, um, or, alternatively have some have a pretty nice uh you know exit for close to uh close to nine figures in general which is which is incredible in in, in about two years i mean it's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty quick movement for the Takomi team so I, I think it's it's just it's great to see and and from an acquisition per standpoint really makes a ton of sense to go me and, and coinbase teaming up here yeah absolutely i agree um it really it's just another reason or incentive for um, institutions and and um, high net worth kind of individuals or traders or companies or hedge funds or you name it uh, to get involved with the space. I mean, Tagomi's got a great suite of products. Um, Coinbase, obviously, one of the top exchanges uh, out there, so they've got a great kind of reputation. And and this is a, a huge acquisition for I think both companies, um, but. I just love it for the maturity of the space in general. Um, you know, I, I was reading a, a tweet the other day um, by, by Flood. He's like one of those, the BitMEX whales. Um, and he, he said something that stuck out to me and reminded me of this in the context of this acquisition. Where he said, the days of turning $100 into 10000 trading Bitcoin are over. The market has matured with more sophisticated market participants siphoning money away from the degenerate gamblers. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny first off, but also in, you know, with acquisitions like this, like that, that, that means something, right? Like the industry has this, um, like a lot of people just see it as the speculative uh, industry where there's not a whole lot of use case outside of that, which of course that's true. Um, there's, I mean, the, to an extent, uh, the volatility swings are like a, a day trader's paradise. Um, but at the same time, when you have acquisitions like this, where you've got great trading products um, with great exchanges and companies like Coinbase, then you kind of sophisticate the industry a little bit more and it brings in folks that may not have been interested that are, may have seen are, this. Are we going to go with sophisticated? Is, is, is sophisticated a word or can I, can I bust your balls for that one? <laughs> yeah. Sophisticated. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> but I, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to sophisticate the shit out of this industry. <laughs> we'll see if that holds true. But I mean, you've got Paul Tudor Jones coming out. We've got Goldman coming out and whether that's, you know, whether or not it's good press or bad press, you know, the whole gold, Goldman Bitcoin thing. It's Bitcoin press. did not get sophisticated today through through that's, Goldman Sachs. That's Goldman true. Sachs did not sophisticate it. it it's unfortunate, not. but it just didn't happen. No. I, and, and I just took I took the wind out of your sails right there. No, it's fine. You know, I, I deserve <laughs> it for uh, calling this space sophisticated. So <laughs> that's on me. I will say the price kind of did pump this morning. Uh, so I think, you know, the market was reacting to that Goldman news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't um, want any vampire squid. Right. Um, I, I think just my, my general point being th- that this is overall good for the maturity of the space, whether you, yeah, we're certainly not sophisticated. I mean, Bitcoin still under that 200 million, what is it about $120 billion market cap, which is nothing in, in the grand scheme of things, but we're getting there. Well, we'll get there. 
we'll and, and I mean, the yeah, the Tagomi acquisition is great in general. Um, and I just like probably close to a year ago now, I had a chance to, to sit in their office and, and get a demo of their product when we started working with them and proof of talent. And like the product itself is awesome, um, especially for like more larger, sophisticated traders. And I wouldn't doubt if it gets integrated directly into Coinbase and, and people can start using it. But like there were some really awesome things as far as uh, smart order routing across exchanges. Like let's say you had a big exchange, you didn't want to show it on the books. You could have you know, that order get routed to, to Kraken and to Coinbase and to Gemini so that you get the best prices from each. Instead of just going to one specific place, you could do you know, TWAPs and different types of algorithms. You could um, you really customize your, 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 uh, Bitcoin or other kind of orders that you might have to, to, to just have a better trading experience than some of the existing options right now. So the one thing that will be, uh, I guess a little bit, I'm curious to see one of the things that they did a lot of was, was that smart order routing and kind of issuing orders across exchanges, uh, to, to help their clients access the best liquidity what happens now that Coinbase owns them? Does Coinbase get maybe like preferential treatment in that, or or are they the only place to go for that? So that that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But um, you know, would love to see some of that functionality kind of come downstream to the average Joes like you or me uh, in the future as as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, outside of the acquisition, we have the the weekly or you know just the 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 segment that we haven't had in about three weeks. But we have our, our pump it dump it segment. Um, so we'd love to kick it over to you to kick things off on the pump it side of the house. Yeah, let's pump it. I mean, uh, it, it's alt season, which I think alts are pumping. And um, <laughs> it makes me a little nervous uh, because that just means I, I just envision all the bag holders that are going to come out of the next couple of months. New which, community members, welcome. Right. Welcome. Welcome. No, but alts, alts are, are pumping. Um, you know, you know, when, but when Bitcoin cools down, um, from its, its, um, move from, from what 4k to about 12, uh, you know, alts were right behind it. So, um, you know, all the, the small caps are ripping hundreds of percents. Be careful out there. Be yeah. Careful. And, and, and to that point, so I'm going to take the flip side of that. We're going to go dump it. And we're going to talk about theta. Uh, and I actually, <laughs> so I have, I have literally no idea what Theta does. Um, shout out to Tunez on, on Twitter, Duke of, uh, Duke of Theta, who has been pounding the drum on that. And, Months. uh, Theta pulls a 10 X out the hat. Um, but <laughs> this, this is just, I mean, I, I love, I love crypto. I love Twitter. I love these exchanges sometimes because Theta pulls a 10 X and then that day, you have both Binance and FTX coming out with with futures on Theta, so that you can short it with 50x leverage. Like if that isn't the most perfect thing in the world, and the best part too was that it pumped like 20% mm -hmm. after Binance and some of these other ones um, offered shorts, and then is immediately dumped right afterwards. Like oh another gosh. another like it dumped like 30% for the top. So that is so classic. It's uh, I mean, I actually don't. I, I'm not trading theta because I, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm not. I'm just not gonna day trade with uh, with that. But the fact that it pumped 10x in like a matter of days, and then both CZ and Sam from FTX were like, "Hey guys, may we interest you in in 50x levered <laughs> longs and shorts? Uh, can you can you come visit our exchange?" 
Uh, that is the best timing. Not only that, but they also had a, an announcement pump today. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that in Coindesk yeah. uh, published that they had a partnership with Google, but it was, again, one of these partnerships where it's like, hey, they're they're leveraging Google Cloud, and I think they have like a one-click blockchain deployment. So it's not like... like Sweet. Google Cloud is not like leveraging theta to run something. They're, they have a one-click deploy for the systems, which I would very much not necessarily say it's a, it's a full-on partnership, but just the, the perfect storm of partnership announcement yeah. with a small company named Google, 50X leverage longs and shorts, and a 10X pump, and you have Popcorn City oh. for my, my dump it of the week, Beta. And then I'll get to you on yours. What's uh, What are you dumping this week? Well, I was also going to dump... I was just gonna. I was gonna pump all season, and then I was gonna dump it. Pump all season. After. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you make money, sell it. Sell it. Sell right. It. I'm, I'm pump it and then I dump it, uh, just because for this exact reason. I mean, Theta is is the quintessential pump and dump. Like when it comes to you've got the announcement, the let the shorts, all that. Um, so my pump it all season. Make money out there. Great. Sell your bags when it pumps. Don't think it's gonna keep going. Just lock it in, and then dump it you know, don't buy the top. If you feel like you missed the move, you, you did. So don't buy it. <laughs> That's yeah, my dump yeah. it. <laughs> if you think about it's the you? top, it probably is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, so, so this week for, for pump it self shill proof of talent. And the reason we've been gone for the past two weeks was number one, my microphone's been kind of all wonky and messed up, but also uh, we've had really our, our busiest and best month yet at proof of talent. So uh, highest revenue month yet, and hopefully we're not done yet. Um, but we've had our, our just our best month in general, proof of talent, even catching some bad breaks, um, you know, over 60K of, of revenue, hopefully a little bit more by the end of the week. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, really strong week. We've, uh, or month, we've had uh, a few different placements come in and, and have a bunch of stuff lined up for June. So to that point, if you are looking for a new opportunity in the crypto space, definitely feel free to reach out to Colton or I. Our Twitters are below. You can hit us up at any point in time. Uh, we're sending your resume on the site. But yeah, things are definitely picking up for Proof of Talent. We're both pretty excited about that. So I mean, that's that's my pump of the week. It is. It's it's shill season for Rob uh, between <laughs> Thorchain Rune. I was just and, gonna say and Proof of Talent. That's 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 my entire net worth. So now I'm kidding. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, but basically, yeah, Proof of Talent is my net worth. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we had, we've had an awesome month. I mean, it's been it's been great. Um, it just like you know we've had lots of ups and downs. It's part of the part of the game. Um, but we're just building on top of those successes. So uh, it'll be it'll be great. We've got a, a lot of stuff lined up for next month too. So yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so guys, if you need anything from the episode, I'll have links to everything in the YouTube and podcast description. To, so definitely feel free to check that out, whether it's for proof of talent, uh, or for the Goldman Sachs slash socks thread from Duddis and those slides, uh, or that video I was talking about with my, my homie rune, um, all those links will be below. So feel free to reach out. Let us know what you think in the YouTube comments, but we will be back again next week and, uh, looking forward to seeing you then. See you guys. Peace.